0: Passengers, may I have your attention, please? Take your seats and secure your seatbelt. The ride you're about to take will be unlike anything you've ever experienced before. They are the mics on mics, and this is Drive By. Welcome, welcome. I am
1: Mike J. Mike F be here shortly this is the best wrestling podcast you haven't heard of until now when he gets here we will be the mics on mics see everything's just kind of out of order misconstrued misunderstood shit went down okay long story short we recorded this episode a day early And, not till I was at least three-fourths of the way through my NXT half of the show. realized that we weren't recording Mike's audio, so we didn't have time to go back and restart. So I'm going to give you some quick and dirty highlights of NXT, and then we're just going to roll in like nothing ever happened and continue with the rest of the NXT show. Unfortunately, we had some pretty good conversations that you guys are going to miss out on between Mike and myself. But I'll just give you the highlights. NXT this week was spoiled. Because it was pre-taped. And for some reason, when AEW pre-tapes shit, nobody says anything. When NXT pre-tapes stuff, uh, not only are spoilers out there, but they're putting the headlines of the articles, so it's hard to avoid. It's really frustrating. I don't understand it. Mike agrees. But it is what it is. Uh... What was spoiled is the fact that, let's see, something I went over. Samoa Joe is now a full-time roster member. He's resigned from his, air quote, job as enforcer to William Regal and is now back on the NXT roster. Uh my guy discussed how this is a great place for him, uh, how his release from WWE brought him back to NXT, which clearly means he doesn't hate this evil company that he works for. And this could lead to him being kind of like a player-coach role. I don't know how long Joe wants to continue to go in the ring. He does have some concussion issues, and he's in his 40s. I'm not saying that he's going to retire in a year, but maybe five years, maybe three years, maybe ten years. But maybe even cut back and stay on that NXT uh, window and brand and be like a player-coach. I think it's a great, great role for him. And we will see where it goes. But he is challenging Karrion Cross, the NXT Champion, at NXT TakeOver 31. SummerSlam weekend. Uh, what else did we talk about? Let's see. We talked about the other surprise. And I don't know if this is in the audio or not. But Dakota Kai turning on Raquel Gonzalez. We talked about how I said maybe, maybe Dakota Kai is the babyface. Because Raquel is not... You know, she kind of framed it as you're there because of me right before she turned on her. Uh, obviously, Dakota Kai is the heel in this, and we turn Raquel babyface, right? That's what Mike and I discussed. And Mike also pointed out that NXT fans don't give a fuck. And they cheer and boo for what they want. And they're they're going to cheer and boo heels. Or they're going to cheer, cheer faces and boo heels. I said, unless you're MSK and you're a face team. And then they just boo the shit out of you. NXT fans, man, NXT uh, full sale slash CWC universe, a little wild. Um, don't know if I brought up the million dollar man. I'm sorry, the Cameron Grimes million dollar champion, uh, LA Knight skits. If I did, you'll hear it. I don't remember how far we got. If I didn't, I'm just gonna say that I really enjoy them. Uh, but that pretty much hit most of the high points that I wanted to touch on. I'm sure I forgot some things. Mike and I had some pretty. Interesting discussions that, unfortunately, won't make it into this. Uh, Side note, you will later hear, while Mike is doing his uh, review of AEW Dynamite, uh, and also his review of the death match between Chris Jericho and uh, Nick Gage, brought up the fact that the uh, Pizza Cutter Spot came on right as they did a picture-in-picture of Donamos and said, do you think that they planned that on purpose? I said, I doubt it, and I would hope not. And kind of left it at that, and then about three, four hours after after we stated those statements, it comes out that Domino's is disavowing being involved in that, not liking it, talking about pulling advertisements, AEW fans, hardcore AEW fans, going crazy on Domino's, which doesn't surprise me. I really wish I had Mike here to talk about this and wish that this was something that we had talked about and got on record. Here's the thing: when you're a and AEW is a major, a major wrestling company. When you're a major form of entertainment on a major network, which TNT is, with national ad revenue, with one of you know, with with any company, but Domino's one of the biggest pizza franchises in America. You have to expect this when you do things like that. I mean... These style of matches, like, Mike is literally on his way. As I record this right before I go home from work. uh, Trying to catch this up. Mike is literally on his way to a weekend of death matches. It's his thing, not mine. We've discussed this. It was never really his thing before. It's something that he's recently got into. I don't like these things. It does not... The Blood and Guts doesn't do it for me anymore, and but it does for him, and that's fine, but it's a very niche audience, and it's not something that everybody loves and sticks to and is going to clamor for and want to see on their cable television, while regardless of they're watching it with their kids or not with their kids, it doesn't matter. I know that AEW is TV-14, and that doesn't have anything to do with it. It's a company that, do they want to be associated with that type? It's not like UFC, where someone gets busted open. Or even when it happens legit, like, you're doing gratuitous, gratuitous violence. That's the difference, and that's where you walk a fine line. I don't know if this will hurt AEW in the long run with advertisers, but it's definitely not a good thing when advertisers start calling the networks, contemplating whether they're going to pull their ads. Uh, no one likes to see money go away. We'll just say that, regardless of what you think of Domino's Pizza. But guys, uh, we're going to roll into this, roll back into what was recorded, and hopefully you enjoy the rest of the episode. We are the Mics on Mics, and this is Drive By.
0: Now, back to the two sexiest bald men talking wrestling on the interwebs. This is Dry By.
1: Okay, so, technical error. uh, And, at the moment, we're not sure what we lost, what we didn't lose. Uh, Dakota Kai turned on Raquel Gonzalez. We had a cool conversation about heels and faces. Uh, (laughs) Frankie Monet teamed up with Jessica Mea, take on... Uh, Caden Carter, Casey Catanzaro, Robert Stone's interference cost Frankie the match and made her take the pin. So, we're telling stories here. Let's see. Imperium takes on Hit Row in another really good tag team match. Imperium gets the win. We got to see some involvement from Logato Del Fantasmo coming in to assert their dominance over... Uh, hit row, which did not last long. Um, main event, Mike, Bronson Reed versus Adam Cole. All right, well, first of all, it's an Adam Cole match, so you already know it's the best match on the show, right?
2: Yeah, it was probably very good.
1: Uh, Bronson Reed looked great in this match, go figure. And Adam Cole gets the victory, but afterwards, and this is where we're setting up more more story, we talked about this, I think, a few weeks ago, Adam Cole celebrating, and Kyle O'Reilly comes out with a steel chair, attacks Adam Cole, smashes him with a chair a few times, moves the steps, and does the brain buster that Cole did to him months ago to set their feud started, to get their feud started, to Adam Cole, baby. And we go off the air with Adam Cole on the floor, unconscious. Uh, fun stuff. This has to lead to a Loser Leaves NXT match, Right.
2: I mean, dude, it's time for Adam Cole to move on.
1: As much as... (sighs) Yeah. I love Adam Cole.
2: The problem is, uh, I think he's been there so long because Vince doesn't see it. Which means it worries me very much.
1: Yes, that's uh, what I was just about, about to life my breath, on the so. main
2: roster for him. It worries me more for Kyle O'Reilly, though. You know what I mean? I think there's a lot for him left to do in NXT. A couple singles titles he could shoot for. You know what I mean? Um, well,
1: and here's and here's the thing too. And I think that's why that might will hopefully benefit both because Kyle can fill in that spot on NXT where Adam Cole is, and Adam Cole. Here's the one thing I'll say about Adam Cole. He's able to connect with an audience and get over that way and his promos are so damn good that it will hopefully be enough to get him over with Vince. Because he definitely, and I love him, I'm not throwing shade at him, but he definitely lacks the size. And I'll even go a step further, I hate to say this, I'm just being honest speaking out loud. Finn Balor doesn't have size, but the dude's shredded as fuck, right? Yeah. And it makes up for it. So, I'm just going to say this, put this out there. If Adam Cole doesn't want to do like three or four cycles of Roy's, then he needs to step his cardio up, bro.
2: <laughs> it's crazy, too, because like, he's clearly in shape. Like, if you yeah. saw that dude, like, jogging down the street, you'd be like, fuck, that dude's in good shape, man. Damn. Right. You know, but then but, like, but, but then like, you know, you see him compared to Finn Balor and you're like, fucking do some sit-ups, fucking bitch. I say that sitting here, skinny fat. <laughs> I say that sitting here fat, fat. So
1: it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> let's take a quick break, Mike, uh, and we'll give you some time to shine on the AEW side. I can't wait to hear about. Uh, the national television debut of a Nick Gage deathmatch. Hang tight! We will be right back.
0: You've found drive By, the show that is just like Monday Night Raw. Too long, too painful to endure at times, but more often than not, (laughs) has some good stuff too. Now, back to the mic. On mics.
1: All right, Mike, I feel like you're probably either super excited or a little disappointed. Um, I can't really tell from our first part of our conversation, so I'm just going to let you kind of take over.
2: Um, okay, man. You know, uh, what's wild here is that, like, I'm... I am... Ah, uh, I don't even know, like, what the word is, right? Um, this is an interesting W F episode. Okay, so first we open with, you know, it's Fighter Fest Night Two. We're doing like eight straight weeks of special shows or something. Mm. <laughs> July is a special, special month, my friend. We just, I just say like we just give every episode of Dynamite. That's like what I want, right? is by, like, 2023, every episode of Dynamite has a nickname. <clears throat> so it's Fighter Fest Night 2. We got the Elite taken on Paige in the Dark Order Survivor Series-esque five-on-five elimination match. Um, dope opening video entrance for Paige in Dark Order. Paige coming over in Dark Order colors. The Elite have kind of a cool, like, 1997 Chicago Bulls entrance. Um wear like space jam kinda like Toon Squad jerseys, but they say the elite. Um, or something like that. I don't I don't really remember exactly. Um I elite do rem- squad I believe. Okay. I do remember thinking, oh, Space Jam. Adam Page might be the most over wrestler in America.
1: Yeah, which is concerning for this right now for me. Go
2: ahead. Like, it's unreal how over this dude is. Like, uh what the fuck? Like, it's crazy. It's like absolutely crazy to me how over he is. Um, Dallas was the first out. Uh, I'll be honest, I legit zoned out for like a few eliminations. And when I tuned back in, it was like three to two. I don't even remember what I did, man. I know I was watching TV, but, like, I just, like, you know, it was a long day, Get off my go back. Um, <laughs> so, uh, when I came back to, it was uh, three to two uh, elite squad up. So, um, there was a terrible botched, like, dunk spot. The elite brought out, like, a basketball hoop and, and basketballs and shit and there was like a terrible spot where they went to like do the melter driver on the outside I don't even know if it was the Meltzer driver maybe it just if someone was doing a tombstone it was the assisted tombstone they do and he was going to dunk a ball Matt Jackson dunk a ball into this hoop and then come down and uh, do the assisted tombstone and it's like they came out dribbling basketballs, so the Bucks and Kenny and you know, man, like, there's a lot of sports you can fake. But dribbling a basketball is not one of them. No, it's pretty hard to do that. Um, like, if you can't dribble a basketball, but it's painfully obvious. And it was, like, painfully obvious these cats could not dribble basketballs. Like, painfully obvious to me. So, um,. But anyway, so they go for this stupid spot. Matt whiffs on the dump completely. Like, completely whiffs on the fucking dump. And, uh, then, like, comes down for a sloppy assisted pile driver. It's just fucking terrible. Silver gets eliminated. It was Paige and Silver. Silver gets eliminated. It's down to three-on-one. I'm gonna be real. Once it was three-on-one, this was like a master class in, like, entering storytelling. A fucking masterclass. Um, they all were like telling the story of Paige being the underdog baby face. And the story in the ring was enhancing the story that they have been telling outside of the ring. And it was great. Um, until Adam Page took the pin on some fuckers. Um, okay. I, cause let me be real, when he took the pin last night, I was like, what in the actual fuck are we doing right now? Mm-hmm. But what we're doing, I had to like check myself and was like, dude, you say this all the time, give it a fucking week. Like, this has been the story they've been telling, right? Page... Can't win the big one. But it wasn't his fault this time. There was fuckery. But he's going to blame himself. He's going to get that shot in September. i got to believe that on September 5th he's still getting that shot.
1: The, here's, here's the only thing that worries me, Mike. With the rumors that we discussed last week, with a Daniel Bryan possibly coming in, with a CM Punk possibly coming in, and... You know, we are having this discussion last week talking about this match and how clearly, you know, the Dark Order is going to win this match so Hangman Page can get his shot. And then that doesn't happen. And now I look at these rumors a little different. And I know we always say, well, you more than me, but, you know, the idea is that AEW has a lot of goodwill with fans, right? Yeah. Oh,
2: they'll kill it. This will be done. It's done if they fuck this up.
1: If, if this, if this doesn't, like, I'd even say, oh, it's okay if it doesn't happen It all, it's all out coming up, right? It'll happen at Full Gear, because it's named for Hangman anyway. Like, now we're starting to get into that excuse territory, if, if this doesn't happen like we're, like we're thinking, right? So, and at the same time, like, you we played with this guy's momentum a lot, right? And, like, arguably, and to be fair, it almost seems like he's Teflon right now. He's over and always seems over. Went through the pandemic, no crowds, you know what I mean, but, like, come back, he's still super over with the fans, but, like, you just pinned the number one contender, man. Like, I don't care. Like, I get the fact there's fuckery, things happen, it wasn't necessarily a singles match, but, like, You are doing a maybe too much of an extended underdog story. You get what I'm saying? Like, and again, you're right. We say it all the time. Let the story play out. And I'm 100% willing to let any story play out. But there's also a time where the story takes too long. And I hope they don't do that. And it worries me with these big names. Now there's a third big name rumor to be coming in. I don't know if you heard this one, Mike. I haven't uh, heard who the name and, is. I know you heard it from me a few weeks ago when I heard it, but it's now hitting uh, normal, normal. We're we uh, talking Brock. Yes, we're talking Brock. Okay. Uh, All right. <laughs> and I'm just saying, could
2: could he get lost? I want to think. Show?
1: I want to think. There's no way this company lets that happen. But man, they're doing some things that look familiar that a lot of other companies do that people shit on them for, right?
2: I mean, and I mean, again, if they just, let wrong, me stop like, you. They can't
1: talk. Shit. Let, me, let me, let me, let me say because I don't want to throw stones. You know what I mean? I, I, because it hasn't happened yet. I'm just saying, it's just, it's, it just doesn't. It doesn't sit well with me right now. We'll see you next week, right? Right.
2: Okay. Fair. Um, Alex Marvez is backstage with Pac. Uh, Luke. Someone canceled the Lucha Bros' car, so they couldn't make it. Andrade and Chavo show up. Chavo's like, "Don't worry, man. We got a limo picking them up, making sure they're taken care of." Um, that's weird because like they never like they don't show back up on the rest of the show, so. <laughs> It's like, why are they even coming? Um, uh, so, after that, we got the celebration for a new FTW champion. Again, just want to remind everyone we're having a celebration for a made up title that no company in the world recognizes. <laughs> uh. Cage Cage obviously shows up. Uh so there's like a band playing and shit. Uh like a marching band. Cage uh shows up and beats the shit out of the band. Um All I thought was Cat's supposed to be a face now, man. Band members did nothing. They were paid to come out here and play some music. Mike, that'd be like if you were when you were in your band. If you got like paid to play to play at like some like wedding ceremony like a wedding you know, like a, like got paid I don't know why they'd pick your band to play at a wedding. Listen, but they, if but they my do. band
1: was playing at a wedding, that would be a I, super I fun. I would be super fun kind of
2: wedding. I would be at that fucking reception, right? Uh, yeah, me too.
1: <laughs> so uh, let's say
2: your band's playing this, this like reception, and uh, the wife's angry ex fiance shows up. And, and I'm going to say, specifically you, because Cage beat up a drummer. Uh This dude just comes over and just, like, beats the shit out of you, Mike. <laughs> and doesn't lay a hand on the groom. Doesn't even, like, go towards the groom. Beats the shit out of you, and we'll say, we'll say, we'll say, fuck it, we'll say Chuck. Because um, he's the only other guy in the band, I know. Uh So he just beats the shit out of you and Chuck, and... Uh, while the groom and the best man leave. Uh. Uh, and then he just kind of stands in the middle of the dance floor and, like, beats on his chest. That's what happened here. Like, like, the whole time I was like, this cat just got paid to play a drum, man. And he smashed the cat's drum, too. Oh, yeah, he's gonna kick a hole in your bass drum. Fucking dick. Um. <laughs> So, then something exciting happened for me. Uh, Hiroshi fucking Tanahashi shows up on screen. He wasn't in the building. He was on screen. It says he'll be challenging the winner of tonight's IWGP US title match. Hiroshi Tanahashi. The ace... Japanese Cena was on American wrestling television. <laughs> I didn't even care that it was a video. I don't give a shit. The man who saved New Japan literally did what Cena did for WWE. Coming coming out of the Benoit era, it was a bad time, you know what I mean? It was downtime. It was mm-hmm. downtime.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Same thing was happening in New Japan. Coming out of Enokiism. Fucking almost ran a business into the ground. Then this superstar shows up, all colorful, wild, puts the company on his back, proceeds to carry it for the next fucking decade. Except Tanahashi was appreciated. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it does uh, look
1: like their match is set for uh, resurgence.
2: Resurgence. And that's a new at Japan. The LA
1: Coliseum.
2: Yes, that's a new Japan. Show, not AEW show, but, uh, still, it's gonna be dope. Um, gonna be dope. Uh, FTR versus Santana and Ortiz. Man, this is just okay. Both these, here's the thing with both these teams, right? Both these teams... Both these teams have the ability to be the best team, like, on the show when they want to be. However... Both these teams also have the ability to be completely mediocre whenever they want. <laughs> and tonight was a night I personally felt where they both were just like, Hey, we're pretty fucking good, right? Yeah, yeah, we're pretty fucking good. Let's just you know, we'll just fucking see what happens. And it, no, it just didn't and the match just didn't click for me. Uh Wheeler's Arm. It was all fucked up. Uh, it felt like the match itself got sent home early um, because of that. Uh, after that, we had Brit with Tony. Dope as always. Um, Rampage, they announced the first episode of Rampage will be in Chicago. Mm. In the United Center, which holds 20,000 people. That's a lot of people we're going to have to pack in there.
1: Mm hmm. Better have a reason to get them there, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. You probably need a really big reason. So something that something that would really get Chicago going. Anyway, uh speaking <laughs> of that, we roll into uh his Marvez again with Sting. I'm not even gonna call him Alex Marvez anymore. He's just Marvez. We're gonna WWE this cat. Uh it's Marvez with Sting and Darby. Um Darby said he'll be in Chicago and uh He wants everyone to... he He's looking for a challenge. He wants anybody that thinks they're good. Especially someone that thinks they're the best in the world. And I quote, <laughs> best in the world. Pre-on the nose there, Mike.
1: <laughs> a little bit, wouldn't you say?
2: Pre-on the nose.
1: Um, Like, there's no possible way they would do that promo... And have this building set up for their uh for that I debut feel like they I feel like they've not done have this, him
2: locked in right I feel like they've done this at least twice like led you to believe cm Punk was showing up <laughs> and that it was uh, Christian <laughs> like you know man. <laughs> Like, like I want to, I, I want to be like, only... I want to be like, dude. I'm pretty sure Punk's showing up, man. But like, also, I'm like, I'm pretty sure, um, like, fuck, who knows? Anyone could show up, you know? Okada, like, which I'm like, you know, like something like, just say, like, I'm not saying Okada, you know what I mean? But like, that was that was too crazy of a pull. But like, it could be CM Punk or. Or, man, you know, uh, it, it could be Braun Strowman, <laughs> like, you know, like, and it's not going to be Braun Strowman. That's like, it just, it could be Tyler Breeze, you know, <laughs> like.
1: Could be Shane McMahon, he's the best in the world. That's
2: what I'm saying, like, it could be, it could be as exciting as CM Punk, but it also... Could be Tyler Breeze.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> so we had our
2: Boy. fucking uh, IWGP title match Lance Archer versus Hikuleu. Hikuleu came out with his papa, his papa, uh, King Haku, uh, or Ming, if you're uh, that guy, one of those people, if you're a Ming person. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> He's always going to be Ming to me. Um, it was a solid match, not terribly long. Uh, archery teams. After that, uh, Alistair Black attacks Cody. That was the thing that happened. Um, and then we had another fun Miro promo. Uh, after that, we had HFO, the uh, Hardy family, whatever, versus um. Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Christian. Okay, so the Hardy family. It was um, uh, NXT Street Profits and um, Angelica. I would love to see what NXT could turn Angelica into. Cause like I was watching it, and I was like, man, I love watching this dude wrestle. I just hate everything else about him. I hate <laughs> his fucking ring gear. I hate his fucking haircut. I hate the fucking way he dances to the ring, which I think by design I'm supposed to. Um, and then I was like, I was like, he could change all that. And I thought, you know what though? Like, he's too deep into it now. He's always going to be Angelico, right? And I was like, that's a terrible fucking name. That works like in Mexico, man. Fucking great name for Mexican, like, Lucha Libre, where he trained. But, um, on American TV, it's a fucking terrible name. You're gonna be called Angelico. Just be real. Let's just... uh, Angelico! Um, so... Uh... I was like, NXT could, like, repackage this dude and put about fucking 20 pounds of muscle on him. And he, he, I just would love to see what that would look like, man. I just would love to see what an NXT repackaging for this guy would be. Because he does have, like, he's got potential, man. He's got a good look, man. He's fucking shredded. His wrestling is interesting as fuck. But, like, everything else about you, including your fucking shitty tag team partner, just is not there, man. Just is not there. And I don't even think your tag team partner is that shitty He's just sloppy, man. He does some wild shit. And if he could get that under... NXT for both of them! Holy shit! <laughs> there we go. NXT for both of them. fix them up, right? I don't even know what the tag team's called. I can't remember what the name is right now. Um. Uh. Uh. Oh. uh Uh, It's right on the tip of my tongue and I can't come up with it. We're going to call them the Electric Light Orchestra for right now. I Um, like it. So, uh, I would love to see ELO in NXT, man. I really think that it would, like, do a lot for them. I I just think it'd be interesting because they're both good, man. They just need someone to be like... That's the problem with AEW, man. There's no one there, like, refining it. It's just, like, do whatever the fuck you want. Cool. Alright, you want to be a dinosaur? Right on. Anyway, the faces win. Uh, post-match, the Blade attacks Christian. So we're gonna continue this feud, even though Christian beat Matt Hardy last week. Hybrid Uh, 2. Hybrid 2. We had a Nick Gage video after that. Then, uh, Thunder Rosa beat some chick. Um. I, in my notes... Some chick is capitalized like a proper nail, like some like the s and c um after that this is uh this is the
1: female member of the varsity blondes that I believe the one tag team was making uh Eiffel Tower jokes about when she's nineteen, so that's fun
2: oh that's which tag team uh the ones
1: that rap the acclaim uh oh, the yeah, acclaim those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really—that's yeah. a, that's a read. That's a read the room uh, kind of thing, isn't it?
2: Uh, uh, that's when it's like uh, when you pull your collar out. You know what I mean? Like Rodney Dangerfield type of things. Like, uh. Uh, <laughs> uh, after that, we had a fucking dope Mox promo. I, I like that he's accepted the ball. Just. uh Quick tip for him: uh, buzz it every week, my dude. Um, dope mox perm. I say that as a ball guy. Got to buzz it every week, man. Um, he wants Tanahashi. Uh, he's mad because he feels Tanahashi's been ducking him, um, and now that he's not the U.S. champ, now Tanahashi wants a shot at the title. He said a really fucking sweet line. Um, it was really fucking awesome. He said, I sent a stack of contracts across, th- I sent a stack of contracts to New Japan with a list of names. Let's kick it, let's see who comes through that forbidden door. Hell, I am the forbidden door. And I was like, oh, you know, that's not untrue. <laughs> It's not untrue, man. He, he kind of has been thus far. Nick Gage is main eventing a fucking AEW Dynamite, Mike. Yep. And right now, we're going to take a minute to discuss the events of the weekend. Nick Gage, Matt Cardona, GCW Heavyweight Championship. I don't know, uh, Matt Cardona picks up the win in a death match. Matt Cardona got fucking bloodied, thrown through glass, speared through glass. He got speared through glass on top of my friend's band's logo, Matsunaga, was right. How fucking sweet was that? The logo's on the GCW. Pretty sweet. Matsunaga was right, guys. Fucking death metal about death matches death metal (laughs) about death matches. (laughs) August 3rd, big announcement coming from them. You will love, like, it's fucking ten minutes. It's sixteen tracks coming in at ten minutes. There we go. Ten minutes of fucking brutal death match death metal. Anyway, um, then, uh, my, the, my, my fucking, my fucking arch nemesis, 440 runs in and attacks Nick Gage. And then Ricky Shane Page, RSP himself, leader of 440, comes in, stops 440. Where are y'all doing? you all doing? We don't fucking help Matt Cardona, not Zack Ryder. Like, get engaged. Gage turns his back, low blow. Cardona hits his finishing. Matt Cardona is the GCW champion because of 4 4 0. Oh my god, you dirty, dastardly heels from Cleveland, Ohio. What have you done? Oh, so Cardona, props to this dude, man. Props to this dude for being Zack Ryder for like 15 years and then fucking deathmatching. Dude, props to you, man. There's a resurgence, a, a, a renaissance, if you will, in the deathmatch world. Mac Cardona's bringing eyes to it. Thank you, sir. And then he got fucking pelted. Pelted by bottles. Like Hogan at Bash the Beach 96, pelted by fucking bottles. It's a thing of beauty. He had to be escorted out. Now, I know people are saying GCW had plants in the audience. Here's, okay. I could see from an outsider perspective how you would think that, right? But I mm-hmm. said last week. Did I not say last week, Mike? Did I not say you it, Michael? You said it. I you said it. said it. I said it. I said it. I'd have thought it was a fucking joke, too. I'd have thought they were plants, too. But now that I'm part of this community and I go to these shows, it's not. It's real, man. It's real. I got too rowdy at one and had to leave one early. Like, that's no shit. I talked too much shit at one and was like, I gotta get the fuck out of here, like, now. My first one ever. Won't make that mistake again. Learn my lesson. I like staying to the end of things. So, like, it, they don't fuck around, the deathmatch crowd. Now, are the death threats and shit online a bit much? Yeah, man, that's fucking, It's way too out there. And those people do not speak for all of us in the deathmatch community. I want to speak out now. That they don't, don't take that as us, man. We're, those, those are like the 10% of people that don't like the fucking Masters of the Universe cartoon. Because they've only watched the first five episodes and there's five more to go. Just let's, just let it play out, y'all. Anyway, so, Nick Gage, <laughs> no longer the GCW champion. So, Jericho versus Gage. Uh, also, shout out for the Dirty Heels podcast for shouting us out. Me. Um, oh, yeah. Me. <laughs> me. Uh, on this week's episode of their show, for turning them on to 440. up Even though I fucking hate 440, up Fuck. Best heels in independent wrestling, though. Um, maybe in American TV. Not really. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to put them on. You know what I mean? Like, this room is doing good So, um, this was... This was, a, this was the closest they've come to actually having a deathmatch on AEW. Um... And this was tame for Nick Gage. But, you know, we had fucking pizza cutters. We had light tubes. We had bundles of light tubes. We had glass panes. And, you know, finally a real fucking death match on this show. Um... As everyone around the world knows, they ran a Domino's commercial while Nick Gage cut Chris Jericho's face into a crimson mask with a pizza cutter. Do you think that was done purposely?
1: I highly doubt it. I think that was just a really (laughs) wild coincidence.
2: Okay. Alright. So... Uh obviously um Jericho is going to get the win here. It, he has to. Um for the story. Uh, MJF comes out after and announces his, his third challenge or whatever of Jericho. Um the third labor. Third labor of Jericho. And I really enjoyed this. There's a callback to the uh November 3rd 2019 episode of AEW Dynamite um where Juventud Guerrero was mentioned and Chris said google it uh MJF googled it third labor of Jericho <laughs> third labor of Jericho Juventud Guerrero um Okay, so... I fucking love this man. (laughs) Like, like, do I think these guys are going to tear the house down? Not at fucking all. Not at fucking fucking all. But these guys uh, might have had the best WCW match of 1998. Like, that's a for-real possibility um uh the best WCW match of 1998 these guys might have had um I can't remember the pay-per-view but um I loved this feud when I was a kid I loved it in 1998 I loved it when I got the WWE network when it first became a thing uh, I randomly just decided I was going to watch all of the WCW pay-per-views from 1998. That was the first thing I did. And I took notes on them. Don't know why, but I was like, I'm gonna do something with this someday. I never have. I don't know where those fucking notes are. But I do remember that match was the best fucking match on pay-per-view that WCW had that year. And then I went back and watched some of their like, the feud building up to it and stuff. Dude, these guys had incredible chemistry. And do I think that they're gonna do this again? Absolutely fucking not. No. No fucking way. Um, but I'm just excited from a fan standpoint to see us, like, again. You can talk. Um, I... <laughs> I thought you were going to continue
1: there. Nope. Um, I Yeah, man, it's cool... I like that it's.
2: It also doesn't seem like much of a labor.
1: Well, <laughs> I like that it's uh, a former rival from the past. I said if we could move, yes, if we could move mountains, the only thing that would be just not the only thing, but how how great would it be? Of fantasy booking to have Kevin Owens be the fifth labor, you know what I mean? Oh God! Since we never got that resolution, like oh, I God. know that's not possible, and it's probably going to be a Big Show. But wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> like oh. if somehow we could pull it off, I
2: didn't even. Consider and I'm not a talking. I'm Mark not he- even. Talking, Mark Henry's oh, oh, probably another possibility.
1: Yeah, and I'm not even talking like a well. We paid a lot of money so we could just have him be Kevin Steen one night. No, no. I mean straight up, Kevin Owens, WWE entrance music, as the man who was the Festival of Friendship Kevin Owens. Like, how great would that be?
2: Why'd you say that?
1: Just so I could make everything else not live up to it.
2: Why would you do that? <laughs> That's,
1: That's what we even... do when a fantasy book, Mike. We write Things that couldn't even possibly happen, like, so that we're disappointed when they don't happen.
2: That wasn't even cool. You know, like I would have never even considered that because he would have just been so off limits in my mind. But now I'm like, man, it's too bad WWE's not taking part in this fucking door shit. Although, yeah, be pretty fucking cool, would not it? Although, what if one of them is NIDO? Oh,
1: that's a possible... I was thinking it that one of them might be a New Japan guy. I was thinking that.
2: Because this will be three... I, honestly, it's probably going to be Mark Henry than Big Show.
1: <laughs> I think if one would be fine, two would be too much. Figure something else out. But uh, we'll see where it goes. Uh, overall, though, man, I, were you, I know you're a Nick
2: Gage fan uh yeah man it's just dope to see nick gage headline nick gage main evented a nationally broadcast like on tnt wrestling match yeah man i'm fucking happy with that dude he just did the whole fucking (laughs) community he just did the whole fucking community of uh, like a solid man everybody's getting eyes on him now 2021's a wild year I never would have thought I'd be into death matches. If you told me a year ago, like this is gonna be my passion, this is gonna what like kept me a wrestling fan was death matches, I'd have been like, get the fuck out. But, hey man, here we are. Here I am, rolling a joint, talking about death matches with you.
1: <laughs> oh, 2021 has hey, been a man, wild year. Hey man, I just want
2: to say, guys, like I know, like I talk about, like smoking weed a lot on the show, um, and COVID stuff, but I've got a medical card, unless it's legal, so, you know, just, don't think I'm just some, like, fucking dude out here, just like, I smoke weed, it's a dumb fuck, I got a card, unless shit's legal, just chill.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Is there anything else you want to say to these fine, fine people? I was going to get into the Brock stuff, but I just think there's too much. It's a rumor, and from what I'm seeing, it's already being almost 100% shut down. So, Dude, look. look,
2: <laughs> look. Vince McMahon will pray, pay Brock Lesnar. I feel like, yes, like, okay. AEW, if you want to compare the cons and Vince... Um, the cons definitely have deeper pockets. Definitely, right? But if you want to compare AEW and WWE, like, look, man, you got to believe that AEW has some kind of set budget, right?
1: Well, that's what I've said from the beginning. Like they the might have more money overall, but there's a there's a limit to a to what Shad Khan is going to let go out his door where there isn't to Vince if he needs it, right?
2: For, for a dalliance for his son, right? This is like right. Oh, uh, my son's doing a wrestling. This is probably how like my mom feels about this podcast. <laughs> like, right? My son's doing a wrestling thing. Um, so. Uh, you gotta think, like, when it comes to the AEW versus WWE budget, like, like WWE, I think they'll just pay whatever to keep Brock in house.
1: I would think so, too. Maybe their business motives and business plans and structure has changed with Nikon. Uh, the thing for me, you know that I love Brock. I don't care what anyone says. I would... Love to see him pop up in the AEW just to see how he's actually treated by the fans. Because, we all know, the IWC hates when Brock Lesnar is in the picture, right?
2: Oh, they fucking it.
1: And they it. act like it's the worst thing ever when he makes that company and himself tons of fucking money. So... I just think it would be curious to see if my hypocrisy talk would have to stop, start back up, Mike. But we might never really get that chance.
2: No, we we probably really honestly won't. But like, no, we probably probably won't. Um. Although I am interested to see, does Cody immediately beat him? No, rocks of that kind. <laughs> Are
1: we about well that's not gonna and that's the thing too, like that's not gonna happen. We're well, like, probably gonna do that.
2: No, and here's the other thing. Um You gonna you gonna let him wreck all your vanilla midgets? I don't think they're vanilla midgets. I'm just saying that like, you know, from the cornet. <laughs> gonna let him wreck all your vanilla midgets.
1: You're gonna have to,
2: if you want him. If you want him, that's what. What else are you gonna do with him? That's what you do. With
1: I don't see how you don't. And then, in my opinion, and I'm not saying this is a bad thing, but like as far as the AEW and the AEW fan base and the belief of what AEW is or was supposed to be, would no longer, in my opinion, be the same thing, right? Right. Because it would pretty much be like every other wrestling company. And I still without Brock. Like I said, we'll see how this Hangman Page thing plays out. And the possibilities of both a Punk and a Danielson being there. Let's see. Let's see. Mike, I say it every week. It's been real. It's been fun. We'll catch you next time. You guys are beautiful. We
2: love you. Have a great week. MDK all fucking
0: day, baby. New episodes of Drive-By are available every Saturday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and everywhere podcasts are found. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash drivebypod. And follow us on Twitter at drivebypod. This has been a presentation of the Nearfall Network. Until next time, bye.